Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. All right, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Got to do the business bros every time. You do that so well, man. And then when you've got a couple of you trying to do that. That's all harmonic. Dude, right there, that's worth $10,000 a show, just that. Just hearing that. And then shut it down. It's funny because we're starting to to try to grow, like, uh, you know, internally on specific platforms, right? So we're trying to push some stuff towards our iTunes. So we just launched uh, basically a commercial to realtors in San Diego. Uh, on their Facebook, Instagram feeds, that sort of stuff. And, and it's, it's a video of your iPhone, like clicking on the app and then, you know, what it looks like. And I, I say on the recording something like, you know, and all you got to do is type in. And then I just got like a, a montage of people going business bros. <laughs> from the whole show. That's what you need down in San Diego is all those guys on corners, just going out in a bar somewhere. Hey, could you shoot this? Yeah. <laughs> all these people are saying that little Ooh. lingo. Yeah, exactly. And it's just it's just a fun little thing. So Are you anyways, shirts made? Anything like yet. that? We're actually we're that's in process. That's another that's the next step. We did we redesigned the logo so that we can uh, use it. Okay. Uh, it's more of a cartoon-based one. That's the one that you see now. But okay. uh that's that's the next step, so. Well, it's so funny. I I just learned a term. I'm watching American Idol and some dude Lane Hardy, I think that's his name. Uh came back and was playing guitar for a friend of his. And the three judges were like, dude, you came back. Look, man, you got merch. (laughs) You got Lane on his hat, you know? So now my, you know, the old guy at 55 years old, man, it's about getting the merch. Well, yeah, no, it's funny you say that because, I mean, I've had multiple discussions uh, as of late about building your own personal brand. And, uh, I mean, it's a generational thing. If If you're about my age and older, when you think of a brand, you think of Coca-Cola, you think of Pepsi, right. you think of yeah. major brands. But right. when we talk about brand today, it's just a matter of, you know, how many people know who you are and what it is you do. That's it. That's your brand. Well, my, my wife follows three or four gals on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And every day she watches their content every single day. Uh, one of them is living with Landon and she's out of Colorado married to a former NFL, I think it was an offensive guard. He was up for the Hall of Fame this year. Um, but, you know, they follow, she, from like making her breakfast, <laughs> you know, to, you know, how she's decorating her house, all but, that stuff, man. It just That's the beauty of what social media is. It's really just reality TV yeah. blown up. You know, I, I'd like to say blown up, but it's really been like shrunk down essentially, yeah. right? Now you are your own reality TV show. And if you're interesting, I, I don't know about you, but when I go to a restaurant, I tend to people watch. When I go oh. to you know, a casino or when I go to a ball game or when I, wherever, I'm people watching. Well, I was just going to say, you go to Vegas, 
you can have more fun, honest to God, probably sitting in a casino just watching people, <laughs> you know, lose their ass. <laughs> <laughs> the emotions. Then you losing yours. Right? Also, you're, you're, you're we're, we're, like, we're into this and I didn't even introduce you. So, first of all, you know, welcome to the program. <laughs> thank you, man. Appreciate sometimes, it. Sometimes when the conversations just get going, you just kind of get going, right? Absolutely. So, all right. Well, why don't you tell everybody uh, who you are, what it is you do, and then we'll just keep going at it. Sounds good. Um, my name is Craig Johnson, and I've been in the mortgage business for 21 years. I mean, that just, even that blows <laughs> me away. 21 years. Um, I've had a couple of sidesteps in that. Uh, obviously, we had the great crash uh, that we all went through, and that was what a learning curve for, I think, every single American, that's for sure, during that time. So had a little little change in direction. Um, got out of mortgages, doing them full time. Still kind of dabbled in them. Uh, had a stint with T-Mobile. Had never sold a cell phone in my life, and saw saw an ad for small business reps going out to small businesses. And you know, the one thing that Timo taught me was what it is to hit a quota. Um, I don't know. <laughs> How many of your you know, listeners, followers have ever been in a sales position where you literally have a monthly quota and that if you don't hit that number, ooh, I mean, there was hell to pay. Uh, out of my almost, I was with Timo for almost three years, probably saw, I bet you 15 to 18 reps go through who got you know, hired and then unfortunately let go. Uh, cause they didn't hit their quota and you had like a window of 90 days. But, but let me ask you this though. Yeah. Having a quota, if you're an employee really sucks because I mean, you're not really as passionate <coughs> as you are as a self-employed individual. However, as an employee, somebody's holding your feet to the fire. And when you're self-employed, nobody's holding your feet to the fire. I mean, imagine how successful, you know, people who go into business for themselves would be if they set, you know, we call them goals. You can right. call them quotas, whatever you want to call them. Those right. are little benchmarks that you need to reach, that you're shooting for, that you actually are busy on a day-to-day -day basis trying to achieve. Yeah, there's no branch manager or team leader or whatever you want to call that person who's going to come in on a Friday and ask you, you know, did you make your X amount of calls? Did you have X amount of appointments? And at the end, did you have X amount of sales? Uh, I've always thought that was lacking. It's kind of funny. And, you know, you know this from being in our industry. There's so much. Uh, I want to be self-employed because I don't want anybody to tell me what to do, how to do. You know, I want to be my own boss, which is totally cool, right? I mean, that's one of the benefits of doing this. But... It's also, unfortunately, you probably know this, the data, uh, NAR puts out every year how many, you know, transactions per agent, you know, are, are being done. For my 20 plus years, that has averaged right at about five transactions a year. Yeah. For the average, I mean. I mean, if you calculate how many agents there are, I mean, they're, they're, the average agent makes less than 40,000 a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, you're in Texas, but we're in San Diego. That's. I mean, think about it. one one home in our area about five hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's right. right there. That's fifteen grand. So you're selling yeah less than four. Right. Right. That's 
and and I mean, I have I from my home, right? I have a view of pretty much all of San Diego from like IB all the way to downtown. Right. And so when at night when the lights go on, I'm thinking to myself, every single light that's out there is a potential client. Absolutely. And yet, Absolutely. three. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, I, I think that word call reluctance right comes into mind. It's so interesting. But again, going back to the idea of having a quota and having a hierarchy hold you to that standard. Um, and if you don't hit it, again, there's gonna be hell to pay and you could lose your job. Um, again, that really taught me. I was really fortunate. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to, when I ended up leaving, I was the number one small business rep in the United States uh, when I left. Uh, and that was such a, a great people behind me, as always. I mean, I think that's true of any you know, sales job, you've got to have some really, really good people that actually make you look good. Um, but definitely had instilled in me a long time ago, um, hard work. I mean, you know, you gotta, my dad was a football coach and teacher for 40 years. So, so having drilled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as I think I shared with you earlier, you know, I, I kind of grew up with a jock strap around my neck. Uh -huh. I, was, I was never going to be the head tuba player. That was not, <laughs> nothing that was wrong not, with the head tuba player. It just wasn't in your deck of cards, yeah. my friend. It wasn't the hand you were dealt. Yeah, no, not at all. But sure, you know, got to see a few Friday night, you know, light conversations, if you will, in locker rooms, uh, guys pressing in and, and doing things that maybe you shouldn't do. You know, uh, I'm reading a book right now. I'll just leave it as un yourself <laughs> you guys go uh, yeah everybody knows what that is if you're in sales yeah. you know what that is we'll keep this as a family show so uh but it's really about those six inches in between your ears right that that self-talk that subconscious mind that's telling you you can't you're not deserving you're not worth it i mean it it's that internal voice. It's, it's yeah. no one else but you really setting your own boundaries, putting up your own barriers and, and you know, not breaking down the, those walls. You're the one that stops you from being what you want to be, essentially. All the time. And, you know, it's so interesting because I'm sure you've had many successes just like starting this, you know, radio, YouTube, podcast. I mean, that's just awesome because one day over a course of many days, I'm sure you had to build into this and say, here we go, flip the switch. I don't know exactly what's gonna happen. I've got an idea what I want to happen. And you're still formulating that as you go, which is awesome. But for God's sakes, you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how many people sit on the sideline for too long, and it's sad, and you know that word regret comes into play. And you're just like, God, bless it, man. God. Gary V, you know who Gary V is? I'm sure. Yes. All right. So Gary V talks about that all the time. He's like, you need to volunteer in an old folks home where you're talking to people who, who don't have time left, who are physically unable to go out and do what it is they want to do and sit down and talk to their stories. And the worst thing that you can see in one of those person's eyes is regret. I wish I could have, I wish I should have, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, well, yeah. but without time. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, that's, that's what you want to avoid. I'll Big tell you, fear. I'll tell you a funny story. So uh, my wife and I, we've been together. This, this is one of those, you know, you just had one of those aha moments. So yes, in sir. February, we've been, I always, I always talk about how we have two anniversaries. I have the anniversary where I won and got her, 
right? This was when we were dating. I was pursuing her, right? And then the anniversary where she won, which is when we got married. (laughs) And so so, uh, I always uh, plan the one that's that's in February, and we just uh, completed uh, 18 years. And so I'm sitting in my classroom, and I'm like, you know, it's my 18th, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, my relationship is older than anyone in this room. (laughs) It kind of kind of aged me a little bit, but um, but dude, those are one of those those are one of those things that uh, I forgot where I was going with that story. What were we talking about right before that? Talking a little bit, Gary V being an old person's home. Oh yes, yes, yes. So so uh, my wife said uh, we've been married now 13 years, and so she said when we turn 15 years, she wants to get some tattoos. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to get a tattoo. I don't have any tattoos. I can't think of anything that I want to put in my body. And right. I thought of uh, the movie uh, Where the Millers. I don't know if you've seen that, but the kid comes up and he has a, he has a tattoo on his neck, and it says "No Ragrets" with an A. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? that's me. I think there's one of those things where you fail forward, you make mistakes. I think I would intentionally get a tattoo misspelled that says no regrets just to show the irony in my life that I'm not going to have a regret. I'm going to go out and I'm going to try. I might fail. I might fall. I might skip my knees. I might break an arm or something, but I'm going to get up and I'm keep going and I'm keep moving forward. And that's kind of, I mean, I thought if anything, that would be the weirdest thing. I, I don't think I'll ever get it on my neck or anything. Maybe, you know, hidden away on a leg. Yeah, but yeah, you start doing up here and on your face. It's a whole different, different ballgame. Yeah, bro. Especially when you're selling real estate. Hey, yeah. you need to trust me and know that I'm competent. <laughs> I've got this teardrop right here. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I no, swear. no. But if you don't sign my contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's awesome. Well, I was, uh, I got to coach with my dad uh, after I got done playing. So that was really neat. Coach freshman football and kind of related to your story. Um, of just going for it. I'll never forget. So I'm, uh, I'm six, one, about two eighty five, way too big. Uh, dad though was about six, four, God, probably about three twenty. I mean, he was, he was a hot. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, he had coached varsity stuff his entire career and then had an opportunity to actually come back to the high school where I was playing and coach freshman football. So it was really interesting because, you know, he coached at a higher level, if you will, took a step back and really became the teacher, uh, you know, taking a 14, 15 year old kid who had never, you know, maybe played tackle football to giving them confidence. Cause as I'm sure, did you play any football? Yeah, I did. I did. So that, that first time that, you know, you're going to hit somebody and your face mask is going to, you know, lead. Uh, that's kind of like, okay, this, is this stupid? Doing yeah. this, you yeah. know, you're putting yourself in harm's way. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm running full speed. At yeah. him. This, this, this could really hurt, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watching that progression of learning how to do it correctly, right, and then you know executing it and having a good result and not getting hurt and you know all those good things, making a clean hit. And one of the things too, as you learn, um, is the snap count, right, on offense. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that you know when to obviously start a play. So I'll never forget dad sitting there. We're probably three weeks in and this kid, God, he was probably maybe 140 pounds wet as a freshman, (laughs) uh, which most freshmen are, you know, somewhat small. That's for sure. Uh, And he was, I think our offensive tackle playing at 140 pounds. God bless him. Yeah. He could block a pigeon. Uh, (laughs) So, he he jumped off sides. So my dad, 
being this big dude, comes over to him, puts his arm around him, and he says, now listen to me. This is what I need you to do. You're off sides. We're going to get a penalty. But I want you to take this moment, and I want you to go across the line of scrimmage. We have a free play. Hit the living shit out of their guard <laughs> so that he knows that on the next snap, you're going to kick his ass. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just took a te teaching moment, right? Just full speed. You screwed up. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe we get a little something out of it that we remind that kid that, hey, next play, I'm coming for you. And you got one. So, you know, instead of just losing it, going completely psychotic like some coaches do, and don't get me wrong, dad had his moments. Uh, but that's a great parallel to, you know, to the way that the – People who get into business, people that get into sales really right. tend to not operate. In other words, people in sales might make a call and, you know, jump off sides by, you know, getting somebody to yell at them or, or right. not having a good introductory or, or no, knocking on a door and not knowing what to say and have those, have those moments. And instead of, you know, thinking about, okay, I made a mistake. How can I make it better and go full force? Right. They, they walk away. They never take the initiative to move forward. I don't like that. That made me uncomfortable. You know, right. I, I, and you know, being on the other side of uncomfortable is where all the success happens, right? That kid yes. that went off sides, if he got, if he got drilled into, you never do that, don't ever do that again. He's never going to want to go and take that step forward. So he might right. be on the line again, but when the ball gets snapped, he's, he, he, he's not offensive anymore. He's being right. run over because he's yeah. never taken that first step forward. And that's, right. that's where a lot of salespeople, I think, tend to fall off. And I think a good teacher, a good instructor, a good coach, whether it's in sports, in education, or in, in sales, is going to help you understand that it's okay that you made that mistake. Learn right. from this mistake. Right. Full speed ahead. Big time. Big time. Yeah, you've got to be able to be conscious of that and, and take your shots. I mean, obviously, Michael Jackson, or Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson was a great athlete. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Jesus, Michael Jackson. I don't even know if he knew what a basketball was. God bless him. You know what? But he worked just as hard on his music. He did. He had a great moonwalk, which I'm <laughs> sure I do not have. <laughs> that, is not, that is not in my repertoire. I can walk and look at the moon at the same time. That's about all I got there. I can chew gum and walk. <laughs> possibly blow a bubble. But yeah, I mean, you know, you hear about Jordan being cut from his high school team, right? Mm -hmm. And, and what that was for him. But I think sometimes too, we, and, and I've been there too, I think everybody has, you know, seasons, as I like to call them, right? Uh, where we sometimes get caught up into the semantics and the feel goods or whatever that is, versus just like when you and I just get up and do the old Nike, right? Just do it. Just do it. You know? Uh, I don't think you, I don't think we, can, I can't hear that enough because. How many times have I sat, even in my journey, in front of a computer, worked on a flyer for 30 or 40 minutes, and thought, oh, man, this is work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not a, a money-making activity. Yeah. Yeah. Now if, now, if it's 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night, when I can Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's the other part, right, is the prioritization of time. I mean, from 8 to 5, for sure, 8 to 6. You better be doing money-making activity, just what you said, just what you said. Uh, you know, and for me, it kind of breaks down into three things, right? We got lead gen, we got lead capture, we got lead conversion. I try to, you know, I'm all about KISS, keep it simple, 
because um, the simpler it is, the more I'm going to execute it. And I think that's true for all of us. Absolutely. And, and all three of those things, lead generation, I mean, we call it lead follow-up and, and, you know, set your appointment, but I mean, you're, it's pretty much the same thing, your conversion. Um, right. it's, it's all three of them, you're putting yourself in a position to hear no. That's right. really what it is. If you're not putting yourself in a position to hear no, you're not working. Yeah, right. flyer's great. Yes, a website's cool. Yes, creating a video is great. All those things are great. Or Facebook Live. Yeah, supplements, but you need to put yeah. yourself in a position to hear no. Right. If you're not doing that, it's not a money-making activity. Right, absolutely, absolutely. So, and then the other part today that, you know, you and I both are so, just it's such a part of our journey is, you know, the computer and technology. Um, and there's such a buzz now about the iBuyer, Purple Brick, uh, Zillow, you know, my God, Zillow's new CEO, you know where he was the former CEO at? No, where was he at? Expedia. <laughs> Travelocity type, uh, yeah. yeah. So you don't think that that guy's got a target to do what he's done to travel agents, yeah. <laughs> to he's our right. industry, right? right? And that's all well and good. But if you and I make great relations and do the heavy lifting and expose ourselves to the nose, you know, you think Zillow agent sitting in a cubicle is going to be making phone calls uh, or accepting phone calls on a Friday night at eight o'clock? No. Not the licensed agent kind of guy. Uh, right. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. 100%. So there's still so much room to grow that and nurture that database, right? That's the other thing. Um, you know, it's interesting because Gary Keller, obviously Keller Williams, mm -hmm. uh, I think as an organization, those guys have just great teaching themselves. Um, yes. If you've ever read the Red Book, his famous- I haven't. It's been, yeah. it's been recommended a couple times. And we've had a couple uh, Keller agents on the show that- I mean, rave about it and built their teams around that, uh, the strategies that are in listed book. in the book. Yeah. And I think that again, being the son of a football coach and teacher, having a playbook, right. I think that's a great thing to lean into. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, Gary's got a little cuckoo kachoo because obviously <laughs> he tightened down the hatches a little bit. And again, not to rip on any of the KW folks. I mean, I, I think they're trying as hard as we are. Uh, but I think if we can create some synergy where we have more people, uh, Chad Prayer, one of my uh, guys at Hancock Mortgage, he's got a great saying. Every, he wants everybody to eat at the table. He wants to take as many people with him. And I think that's a great place to come uh, where our industry is today because <laughs> at the end of the day, none of this is mine. No. This is mine. I mean – I'm a faith-based guy. You know, I, I, I believe that God's got the, the power of the whole journey. And for sure, uh, it, it's our responsibility to do what you and I are doing right now. I mean, we're, we're sharing with each other. We're making each other better today. And hopefully, maybe one or two people pick up a phone because of something maybe you said or I said. Right. And makes an extra phone call, you know. Because right. uh, that's taking action. That's absolutely. Absolutely. Every day. And, and, you know, I've, I've been saying this a lot lately, you know, once 
you know, I've always had that mentality. My, my dad is one of those people who, who has a personal integrity creed and he, he's instilled it in us since we were kids, whether we knew it or not, you know, there were certain aspects of life where, you know, this is what you do. And it's important that you do these things, not only when people are around, but when nobody's looking, this is who you need to be as an individual. Cause that's, you know, that's the true definition of integrity. When nobody's looking, are you doing the right thing? Right. right? right. And it's, and it's uh, so one of those things and being able to give back, Right. And so when we did the podcast, our, our saying was, you know, the number one rule in business is to be of service to others. And we've every business we've ever built, we've had that focus, but nothing more than I think uh, with the success that we've had with the podcast, because we've built it literally around you guys, our guests. It's not, you know, there's nothing really in it for us other than we get to establish new relationships with people and right. we get to, you know, we get to learn from you. It, I mean, literally, you know, if, if I can, if I could plug in like the matrix in the back of my head and just absorb knowledge, I would, I mean, that's one of the funnest things that I could possibly do. And how, how better to do that than to have a conversation with someone like yourself on a show. And not only do I benefit, but so do listeners out there that benefit from your stories, your trials, your tribulations, your successes, your failures, you know, everything that you've felt. There's people who have felt the same thing. Every failure you've had, there's people out there who have had the same failures. And yeah. yet you all you have to do is look at the Bible. Oh, and, and, and yeah. if, if, you know, I, I appreciate the religious aspect of it, but for those that don't, that's for you. To, yeah. <laughs> but from a historic sense, let alone, you know, the history of man, because that is a great history of man. We, we didn't get it right back then. We're really not getting it right today. Yeah. Uh, but by just what you said, doing things like this, uh, I really appreciate how you share about your dad and, and what he meant to you. Uh, but I think that that's what we are called to do is pass on the good stuff to that next generation. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. If you're doing those things. Uh, they can only continue to try and improve themselves and, and continue to put a piece of us into others as we, you know, go on our journey. That's for sure. Well, tell me, tell me a little bit. So, so we got to know you, you know, on your level, a little bit about your history. What's life like for you now? What, what types of things are you doing today that you've, uh, you've reaped the benefits of your, uh, your trials and tribulations in the past? Well, I think the biggest thing, and it was actually really, really recent, uh, coming to Hancock Mortgage. Uh, in my past, I was a very consumer direct kind of guy. Um, did a whole bunch of teacher and public employee loans. Uh, Dad, thank God, liked me a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, he allowed me to get to know some teachers and, uh, what I was, uh, I'm still doing loans in California, still licensed there. Uh, but the California state teachers retirement system, Cal Sturs, Cal Sturs. Part of that. Yeah. And then their brother or sister, if you will, Sturs. Sturs. yeah, mm -hmm. Sturs. So they had a loan program back in the day. Um, and unfortunately in 09, after the crash, uh, they, Shut it down. Yeah, they shut it down. So I took that, uh, what I was doing with that, and kind of created my own. Uh, we call it PATH, Public Employee Teacher Home Loan Program. And I was going specifically after that. Uh, made a shift to uh, a company. We'll just leave it unknown at this moment. No big deal. Because I think well of them, but they just didn't do some of the things that I needed them to do. And I kept believing shame on me. And I also didn't do some things like you're saying in the, in the, you know, trial time. I didn't, you know, so I had to go back out and start working with real estate agents again. 
and hadn't done that for literally about 10 years. Didn't have any real realtor relationships. So shame on me for that, that's for sure. And so I find Hancock Mortgage. There's a guy by the name of Johnny Fowler. I would please, you know, if you're listening to this, Google Johnny Fowler. Uh, he's a great, just unbelievable. I followed him for two years on Facebook and some YouTube stuff. Uh, Frank Gray and Brian Stevens of the National Real Estate Post, guys that have been around for almost 12 years. I think it's 11 that they're on right now doing a daily show uh, similar to yours. Uh, they talk with each other mm -hmm. uh, and occasionally they'll have a guest on, but really it's about kind of current news, what's going on. They built a side company with some folks called Listing Booster. Mm -hmm. And this thing, you know, I'm not, like I said, the technology thing I'm all about, I love it, uh, but I'm always skeptical because how many guys and gals can you and I give money to, to develop a lead gen program through social media? Well, here's, right? the thing is we're always looking for the easy button. Oh, and, oh, and that, that yeah. is always the, there's always going to be the next shiny thing. Oh, so, you know, I call it squirrel, right? Exactly. Squirrel. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's exactly well, what it is. Yeah. Or if I take this pill, I won't be 285 anymore. I'll be the, Ideal weight of like 224 like I'm supposed to be. With pecs and abs. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, I'm living the dream. <laughs> Woke up. So, yeah. he, he, so they, they've got this thing called Listing Booster. Well, with Hancock, we're really blessed. We actually are able to access that because of Hancock's relationship with uh, Frank and Brian. Uh, they're Johnny Fowler and Brian Stevens, really, really good friends. Uh, in fact, Brian wrote the forward to Johnny's book that came out about two, three months ago now. So really good friends. So start using Listing Booster and it's a single property website, uh -huh. which, you know, there's 12 million of those types of programs out there, but this thing has lead capture on it on everything. So if you want to get involved and look at a property, you've got to give us <laughs> some of your information. Well, just in eight weeks that I have been doing, their program and religious to it. Got six agents that are using it. 130 leads for six agents in eight weeks. Wow. I've never, yeah, that's I, I've never done that in my career. We actually have three of those in contract right now that will close in the next two to four weeks. And I've got another six qualified out shopping for homes. So <laughs> nine out of 125. So as a, as a lender coming to the table, trying to make build relationships with, with real estate agents, um, I'm, I'm noticing a huge shift. It used to be one of those where here, let me buy you coffee. Let's sit down. Let's talk. Let's see if our personalities mesh. And then right. we'll kind of go from there. Not that that doesn't exist. It's still part of the game, sure. but you're coming with value at this point. You're like, Hey, Mr. Real estate agent right. I have leads that kind of need a client need representation. Right. Um, you interested? <laughs> you right. know? And that's it's really the totally, pitch, right? It, it is totally. So you could just imagine as, as you're doing that reinvigor, reinvigorates me to pick up the phone on a daily basis and find out who wants to play. I mean, yeah. who, and, and if you don't, you know, the other thing I've learned too, and again, this is kind of 
such a great thing about being 55 years old now. <laughs> uh, I am not the 35-year-old egotistical, complete jackass that I look back. And not that I don't think I was that bad, but I, I sure am not. I, I think you get more humble, mm-hmm. I hope, you know, as you get All older. experiences you have. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the one thing I've learned, there'll be some people that will listen to us today that just aren't ready to hear the message. And that's, you know, all we do is we're going to hope that at some point in time, if it's not you and me or some other guest that you you have, you know, maybe it's some other speaker that they listen to that moves them right. into a direction that makes them better. But so those agents that aren't, you know, maybe ready because, you know, they've been sold so much crap or they've paid some uh, Facebook guru to get Facebook leads. And, you know, I've given this guy $500 and I've got four leads and they're all crap, you, you know, because that, <laughs> that's, everybody's a Facebook lead generator now. My God. You know, everywhere. Google that thing. Yeah. And that's so, not to knock, that's not to lock Facebook gen, lead gen or Instagram lead gen. Those are still ways of generating leads. Here's the downside. Uh, Here's what I tell people all the time. It doesn't matter where you generate leads. A lead is a lead, but a lead ultimately is worthless. A lead has zero value until it becomes an appointment. And it requires that you still pick up the phone, that you still make contact with them, you follow up, you you pre-qualify, and then you get them in a position where they're able to buy. You get them to in a position where you can set that appointment. So it doesn't matter where the leads come from. I mean, there's crap leads in every scenario that you come from. It's just a matter of you get on the phone and pre-qualify, and it's just somebody else that you can reach out to. Right. Absolutely. And I've you know learned again through the Hancock model that What's really neat with us to me is we lead with you as an agent. They don't, they don't, <laughs> I laugh now because I was one of these guys that I'd get on some Facebook live or something like this and I'd start talking about the 10 year bond and what's called <laughs> the market, all this other, I look at it, it's all stupid, boring shit. Yeah, Just, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that crap. But what they do want to see is they want to see a really bitching home with a, a patio that I can go out near a fireplace and drink Bloody Marys on a Sunday morning and, you know, look at my hot wife. Okay. That's fun. Cool. I want a little bit of that story. Yeah, exactly. And I want to live in that. Let's talk about, can I, how do I get that house? Exactly. Then and only then, Oh, you know what? That's great, man. Let me introduce you to the mortgage guy. Who's going to tell us what your buying power is. Right. See, keyword, right? Buying power versus let's get you pre-qualified. Pre-qualified? I mean, I got like prostate cancer. (laughs) You know, that's not fun. Tell me my buying power. Shit. I mean, I got the Amex black card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what you say, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yes, right? sir. Yes, yeah, sir. that's that's exactly it. I mean, it, it's it, again, it's one of those things where if you're not calling them, if you're not following up, if you don't know what to say, right. I'll tell you, you can call 130 leads that you had, and you right. start telling them, you know, hey, by the way, do you pre-qualify? Do you have your two tax returns? But you know, you can right. get really statistically boring. And don't get me wrong, you're still going to get something out of it. Right. The, over time, you ask the questions, you're going to get something out of it. But if you can finesse it just a little bit, if you use, if you change your verbiage just a little bit, 
your conversion ratio is going to increase. It's going to get better. Well, and then to the kind of the backside, which I think as an industry, we just do a really poor job. Um, we always have, and I think in sales overall, and that's the referral, right? <laughs> it, it, so we do all this lead gen and we're talking to these quote unquote cold people, like you're saying, and where do we go and, you know, to the dialogue, I talk about, you know, the uh, Nordstrom's experience versus the Walmart experience, right? Mm -hmm. And they each serve a purpose. They yeah. each, you know, we've got to have them both. But when you, you know, get married, have a baby, buy a home, that has got to be, those are Nordstrom's experience, yeah, you know? They have to be. Yeah. Those are, those are mo moments that, if I've got, you know, and I've never bought a $500 pair of shoes, let me just <laughs> throw it out there. Neither I'm, a son of a, I'm a son of a football coach and teacher, man. Uh, my clearance, wife, clearance rack Nikes is all me, right? <laughs> yeah. And my wife, on the other hand, I don't know if she's gotten quite to that level, but we'll just let that lie. Uh, mama's, mama's pretty great. But, um, you know, I've heard of stories from friends of mine $500 pair of shoes, walk back in two weeks later, hey, this thing busted off, leather, chip, whatever. Hand it back, hand them a brand new pair of shoes. Yeah. Without question, right? I mean, that's that Nordstrom's level of, you know, experience that, that we deserve to have our borrowers and our, you know, buyers and sellers deserve that. That's for sure. So then when we deliver that, I always tell people all the time, during that 30, 60, 90, 120 days that they're in this mode, what in God's name do you think that they're talking to their family, friends, and coworkers about? Their experience. And, and them buying their house, right? Hey, what have you been up to this weekend? Oh, or man, I went to go see a couple weekend? houses. Yeah. Oh, man, check out my buying power. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right? And don't you ever think that they hear maybe once out of those 90, 120 days? You know, I've been thinking about that too. Right. Of course they have. They hear that. So we've got to do a great job of coaching our clients about that Nordstrom's experience. And with that comes, it's really important so that I can keep my head down and focus on your, you know, deal and make sure you're taken care of. If you have someone who comes, you come in contact with that's thinking about buying or selling real estate, could you please call me and let me know who they are? And take it to that degree. We talk about let's get a deal while we're in the deal. Let's create the next deal while we're in that deal because they're going to find some, they're going to find one person that's thinking about buying or selling a house. So you I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot you a, a contradictory opinion that I had from another agent that I thought I was also okay. sort of logical. Okay. So he says that, uh, he said that one of the things he likes to do is when the deal closes, instead of sending them like, you know, a bottle of wine or something, he likes to treat them out for dinner. Okay. And, and, you know, cause it, it, one thing is, you know, he can break bread. And then once, once you're having that conversation, it's much easier. And at that point is when he's, you know, in that situation, he's like, Hey, you know, who else do you know that, that is interested, you know, that, that you, what you were talking about, that sort of dialogue ends up happening during the conversation at dinner. And right. the reason why he wanted to do it at dinner is because he felt, that while they're working with you, they only want you to work with them. And I thought, oh, I don't know, that, that does make sense. 
You know, like, I don't want to share my, uh, this is my guy. He's amazing, but I need him to be amazing for me. <laughs> but once it's done, you should definitely talk to my guy. He's, he's, he's only, awesome. he's only, he's dating me right now. Right, he right. You. He can't date you. But when I'm well, done with him, you can we'll have him. to the prom. Yeah, yeah. You know, homecoming. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, I, I figure the way you're doing it makes sense too. I don't know. Why not do both? I was going to say, I think the biggest thing is, you know, to your, to your point is ask. Yes. Freaking. I don't care when you ask, to be honest, ask, but ask and know that you should ask because if you're going to deliver that Nordstrom, see, that's the key though. You have to deliver that great experience. hundred percent. All, I mean, and yeah, we're going to have clients that are kind of challenging. That's for sure. Uh, but for the most part, I think most clients, honest to God, when I look back at my tenure, most clients really have been really, really good. I'd say, if I was going to put a percent, probably almost 90% have, I mean, maybe 10% have been like, you know, I wish I would have never got involved with that person. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but you know. Every business is going to have that situation. And, and sometimes it's things that you're not controlling. But it, for the most part, if you have a system in place and you can control the experience that's going around, you put things in, in place, right. little, little reminders to, you know, remind your client what's up, communication right. points to, you know, especially critical points in the process, um, right. you know, different little situations like that. For the most part, you're going to get a good experience. Uh, absolutely. And, and you and, lean back into the, you know, kind of relationship part. Um, and I kind of, I'll go full circle. I always tell people, and, and it's great that you've been married 13 years, right? Yeah. And then how long have you been with your wife though? 18. 18. So see, I, I share that with people because I hope what it says about me is that I understand commitment. Yeah. Cause it, that's the most primary relationship you and I have. And if we're committed to that, do you think that elements of that also go into our business relationships? For me, they do. Yeah. I mean, it's if I'm in with you, we're, I'm all in. I'm not going to tip my toe or, you know, no. Like we were saying earlier, if you're going to go all in, go. That's right. Go all in. Put your foot forward. Yeah. Don't be afraid absolutely. to ask. Because if you're not here, if you're not putting yourself in a position to hear no, you're not working. You're not. And what's really great, NAR's latest statistic that I saw, and please correct me if I'm wrong, they did a poll of how many uh, clients would go back to the agent that they had used for their last transaction. Do you know what that number is offhand? No, I don't know off the top of my head, no. 8% would go back. 90, 92%. That means no five-star treatment. No. You're not providing that Nordstrom experience. So tell how much opportunity is there for that? About 92% of the buying population. <laughs> Off the charts, man. Off the charts. Off the charts. Hey, man, we're, we're rounding the bend on time. So I yes, want to make sure that you get your uh, contact information out to everybody. And okay. then um, I'm going to have you tag someone who you think would be good to be on the podcast. Okay. All right. Uh, so contact information, contact information first. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, a couple different ways, obviously. Uh, please reach out Facebook. Let's connect, uh, jump online in the search bar. If you type in, uh, Craig Johnson or ask the lone dude, uh, that's a tag of mine. 
it's a tag of a couple people, that's for sure, but it's something that I absolutely love. It reminds me of my beach roots, even <laughs> though we live here in Texas now. Um, Less all, of a dude, more of a y'all. Yeah, and I, 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 I can't. <laughs> oh, not, and as soon as I open up my mouth up here, they go, yeah, you're not from here. <laughs> yeah, they go, and and, and if, I go, if I go, dude, or that's bitching, game over, man. They know that's I'm not. A, you still need oh. to acclimate some more. So you're, you're getting there, though. Yeah, ride a, ride a horse, save a cowboy. Something like that. <laughs> but uh, so Facebook, uh, Instagram, Ask the Lone Dude, uh, and then cell phone number, 714. 714- Six zero four ninety five eighty seven seven one four six zero four ninety five eighty seven. All right, who do you think is going to be great to be on the podcast next? And then we have you tag them on Facebook, make the introduction, and then I got to go put myself in a position to hear no. I like it. Uh, I think I would have. Uh, I would love to have you talk to Johnny Fowler. All right, be awesome man. He would be. And Johnny's pull would help you pull. He's nice. just that kind of guy. Uh, just a really dynamic. I tell Johnny all the time, if he wasn't the VP owner of our company, he should be coaching linebackers. He's <laughs> a Sicilian mobster, man. He's got the little Italian ring, and he's, but he's got the big heart. He'll help those 140-pounders make big hits. Dude, big time. Yeah, big, big time. Absolutely, sir. All right, Craig. Hey, man. Thanks a lot for being on the show. Really appreciate your time. I know you're, uh, you're a different time zone, so I got you a little bit later in the evening. Yeah, no big deal, man. I'm blessed to be with you, and thank you so much. And maybe we can chat again one day. Sounds good to me, my brother. Thanks Absolutely. a lot. All right, man. Everybody else, uh, if, you guys wanna, if you can't get a hold of Craig, let me know. Hernan at csfirst.com or if you want to be on the podcast. For all of your insurance needs, James at csfirst.com. His number is 619-884-0045 or follow us on our social media at Business Bros Pod. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Thank Peace. You. I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 